Hi, friends. We are so excited to be back with new episodes. But before we begin the episode today, we have a favor to ask of you. We're working on an episode right now about long journeys, and we want to hear from you. If you were walking around the world, what is one place you definitely want to make sure you saw? Is it the pyramids in Egypt? Maybe the glowworm caves in New Zealand? Or perhaps it's the lovely rolling hills of western Wisconsin? Record your answer and submit it at brainson.org slash contact. We'll include some of your answers in the show. Again, that's brainson.org slash contact. All right, on with the show. You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Okay, Sandin, we just need to get this final string of holiday lights down. Aw, can't we just leave the decorations up until next year? It's so cozy and bright. Yeah, I get that. But it's not as special if you do it all year long. Plus, these decorations have already been up for an extra month. Uh, I guess you're right. Okay, I'm going to climb the ladder. Will you spot me? Oh, shoot. My shoelace is loose again. Uh, Sandin? Dearest Maynika, I will be the spotter of thee. Thanks, Sandin. Okay, almost got the lights down. And perfect. Coming down now. What? Manica, that that's not me spotting you. Uh, yeah, it is. But wait, when did you put on that fancy tuxedo and top hat? Ha, I always sport my black and white smidier. Tis the only civilized way to dress. What is going on here? <gasps> that's an impeccably dressed imposter. Sup, everybody. Chabra, what's going on? Is that a stand-in with surfer shorts and a backwards baseball hat? There's three of you. Manica, there's another one right behind you. Hello, young whippersnappers. You remind me of a younger version of myself back in my golden days. Oh, geez. It's Grandpa (gasps) Sandin. You're right. I prefer Grampton or Sandy Pop Pops. Speaking of which, I've got a lollipop for you, kiddo. I will begrudgingly take this lollipop from you, you fake old me. Dang it, it's delicious. A lol? Right on, brah. Can I get one too, brah? Sure you can. Lollies for lollies. Nice, brah. I can't eat them because they're bad for my sand dentures. Those are custom dentures I made that make my teeth look like tiny versions of my face. See? Oh, wow. That's too much me face even for me. Jeepers, that's quite a pretty pack of pearlies you're packing there, sir. (laughs) See, this guy gets it. Did somebody say lollipop? Is that girl Sandin? No, I'm the regular Sandin and all those are fake boy Sandins. You can tell I'm the real one because I know the sneakiest, most perfect place to hide my Halloween candy so Mark doesn't eat any. Oh, yeah, of course. If you want your candy to last all year round, you got to hide it well. That's why I always put it in a box that says, don't open, live raptor inside. Yes, in your closet? No way. That's the first place Mark will look. You got to hide it in his closet. (laughs) Of course. That's what I do, too. How dare you steal my secrets? Okay, original Sandin, quick huddle. Sandin, what is going on here? This is Sandemonium. I know. It's totally too many Totten's tomfoolery. Wait, 
Manica. I think these are Sandins from other dimensions. <gasps> Parallel Sandins? Sandins of the multiverse. Sandin, if that's true, this could be a huge discovery. What are we whispering about, Noodle Ah, another Sandin. Yeah, I'm another Sandin. Except every sentence I say ends in Noodle Oodle. So cool, right, Noodle Oodle? Uh, no, it's it's actually kind of annoying. You mean annoying Noodle Oodle, eh? Okay, I gotta get on top of the situation before it gets even more out of hand. Uh, Manica, can you tell Molly and our co-host Emoja about this mess of multiverse me's? And maybe you can help them figure out what's going on. I'll send a text to a friend who might be able to help y'all out too. On it. And in the meantime, you might want to check your candy stash. I'm pretty sure I saw a girl sand and sneak off for it as soon as your back was turned. Ah! She tricked me into revealing my secret candy hiding spot. That's so clever. I wish I thought of it. Oh, wait, I did. I'm so awesome. Oh, wait, my candy. Ah! Get back here, you super cutting, clever, smart me. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and with me today is Amoja from Tallyville, Delaware. Hi, Amoja. Hey, Molly. Glad to be here to help out with this episode. Today, we're looking for answers to these questions. Hi, my name is Mira. I live in Warrington, Pennsylvania. My question is, what is the multiverse? I'm Zach from Florida. I'm 12, and my question is, how will we know if there are other universes out there? The multiverse is the idea that our universe isn't the only universe out there. What if there were other, different universes existing alongside our own? Ones with different laws of physics, different planets and stars, or maybe even different versions of us. It's an idea that's so hot right now in books, TV shows, and movies. Who doesn't like thinking about a universe where things are just a little different? There's no evidence that multiverses actually exist. Right now, all we really have are ideas about how multiple universes might exist. But the cool part is, there's plenty of science that seems to back up the idea that a multiverse could exist, even if we can't prove it yet. So, Emoja, before this episode, have you heard of multiverses before? Yeah, I have. And I've been thinking about it a lot. I sometimes go on YouTube and watch videos just of people (laughs) just talking about it. So what do you ever think about what a parallel universe version of you would be like? Um, Sometimes I think about it. So what are those parallel versions like? Some of them are opposite genders of me. Mm. Some of them like different things than me. Yeah. So what's one thing that you think all emojis across all universes would have in common? They definitely would love space and want to be an astrophysicist when they grow up. What about space is like so interesting to you and how did you first get interested in it? Well, I always wanted to be an astronaut when I grew up. When I was younger, I would really get involved with space. I really liked to dress up as astronauts and pretend that I was an astronaut. But unfortunately, when I grew a little older, I realized, oh, astronauts, it's very unlikely to become an astronaut. So I decided, okay, let's take that a step, um, little step less. And so I decided I wanted to be an astrophysicist. And 
I think I just love space because of all the possibilities there are to, like, space and, like, how wide and open it is, how pretty it is. Yeah, definitely how pretty it is. Brains, brains, brains. In lots of books and movies, people visit multiverses and things are like our world, but a little different. Maybe people talk differently or have different technology, or maybe they dress differently. We asked our listeners what they think people wear in a multiverse. I think people in a parallel dimension, like if they were us, every day they'd wear like the opposite color of what we were wearing. I think in a different universe, people would wear slime on their shirts with robot arms. They would have snakes for hair and bumpy pants. If we were in a different universe, I think we would wear technology clothes that we could change from the click of a button. I think people would wear a cardboard. And I think that clones in a different universe would wear clothes out of plastic, and instead of wearing shoes, they wear rollerblades. I think everything would be upside down, so it would look like your legs would be coming out of your shirt, and your head would be in one of your pant holes, and your arms would be through the other. And they would wear pants on their head, shoes on their hands, shirts on their legs and feet, and then a swimsuit for a top. We are the clothes, and our clothes is human skin. In a different universe, there might be too much garbage, so everyone would wear the same uniform we could recycle, so we don't make waste of clothes. Thanks to Miles, Clara, Elizabeth, Arlo, Dylan, Quinn, Layla, Finn, and Hannah for sending in those multiverse ideas. They were truly out of this world. All right, let's get to it. Let's dig into the ideas behind the multiverse. And hopefully help Sandin figure out where all those other Sandins are coming from. Hey, Molly. Hey, Omoja. I'm here to help. I've done a bunch of research about the multiverse. And I've got backup. Well, hey, Manika. Is this Sandin's friend who can help us understand the multiverse? Sure is. Everyone, meet Dr. Ronald Gamble Jr. He's a theoretical astrophysicist with NASA Goddard Space Flight Center. Hey, Molly. Hey, Moja. Sandin said you all need a crash course on the multiverse. Oh, hi, Dr. Gamble. Yeah, hi. We could really use your help. There might be a portal to the multiverse in her building, and it's spitting out alternate Sandins. And also, what is the multiverse? How many are there? Is it even real? And what is going on? What she means is, can you please help us make sense of the multiverse? Oh, yeah. I'm super excited about all this stuff. I'd love to help. Oh, thank goodness. Well, let's get to it. Last I checked, there were seven Sandins. Eight if you include that new houseplant that suddenly appeared and looks suspiciously like Sandin in ficus form. Cool. Let's go to multi-university. Have a seat and get ready for some great ideas. Okay, class. Let's start with the basics. When we talk about the multiverse, what are we talking about? There are many different theories right now, many different competing theories, I should say, for the idea of a multiverse. But they all correspond to, you know, this overall idea that our universe is in a sea of many different other universes where different properties of science and physics change just slightly to create all of these other universes. Science and physics might be different in these universes? 
what would that even look like? There could be a universe where gravity works backwards and gravity is pushing everything away instead of pulling it together. Light could be dark in another universe, you know, or dark things could be light things. There could be things like where the color red does not exist in a different universe. And other weird things, other possibilities that you can think of, there is probably a universe that may exist. That's the idea of a multiverse. Whoa. Double whoa. Or maybe in the multiverse, it's a backwards whoa. Like, oh. Double oh. So like Dr. Gamble said, there are a lot of different ideas out there to explain how a multiverse might work. So these are theories. Right now, we can't really test if a multiverse exists. But these ideas have all come out of real science, which brings us to multiverse idea number one, the eternal inflation model. Eternal, like forever and ever. Exactly. And inflation, like when I inflate a balloon by blowing it up? Sort of. More like how bread dough rises when it's full of yeast. But hold on to that thought. Let's rewind to long, long ago. Before space was full of stuff, it was once just space. It was empty. We can think of an empty universe where there's there's no atoms, no protons, no planets, no suns, no people, no trees, no oxygen. And scientists think at some point, this emptiness started growing really fast, faster than anything we know of today. Ah, it was expanding, like in the name Eternal Expansion. That's right. So space was expanding super fast in all directions. But some scientists think in some pockets of space, things just slowed down. Suddenly, those pockets weren't growing as fast as the rest of space. This is what happened in our corner of the cosmos, the place we call our universe. And when things slowed down, it led to the formation of cosmic dust and stars, and eventually... Planets like ours. So when that expansion slowed down, our universe as we know it was born. Right. But here's where it gets really wild. Some scientists think that outside our universe, space kept expanding. And other universes in other pockets of that empty space may have formed there. So what does that mean? Well, to explain, let's get back to that ball of bread dough. Imagine space as a giant ball of rising dough. I'm imagining it. It's slowly getting bigger and rounder in all directions. Yep. Now imagine if in one spot, it stopped rising as fast. So you had a little pocket of dough that slowed down, and that became a baby universe. I love thinking about a baby universe. So cute. Now imagine that somewhere else on that dough, another little pocket slowed down too and made another little baby universe. Double baby universes means double the cute. But since the dough in between these two baby universes is still growing super fast, it's pushing them farther and farther apart from each other. And imagine that this happens all over the dough at different times. Little pockets of bready doughy material stop expanding as fast, and then they form a baby universe in their little pocket of the dough. At the same time, the dough around them keeps rising super fast, pushing that universe away from all the other dough pockets that have formed. So sad. All those little universes will never know there are other little universes just like them. Exactly. So in this idea, there may be lots of little pocket universes like ours out there. So there would be multiple universes or a multiverse. (laughs) 
but we can't find them because the space between us keeps growing and growing at a super-duper extra ultra-fast speed. Totally cool idea. Yeah, and now I'll think about the multiverse when I bake, which is awesome. That is awesome. Okay, multiverse idea number two coming at you. The many worlds model. So this one has to do with the idea that for every event that happens, there could be a world where it didn't happen. Right, Dr. Gamble? Absolutely. Think of it as cause and effect, right? So you think of it as a timeline. If I um, put on a tie in this universe, there might be a universe where I don't put on a tie, where I make the decision not to put on a tie. And that branches off and makes a different universe. If we're thinking of branches on a tree, you can think of you know, the trunk of the tree as a, as a multiverse, and each individual branch on the tree is a separate universe itself. And of course, each branch itself can have many different branches and you can branch off and branch off. And that's how you get a multiverse. And this idea stems from something called quantum mechanics or quantum theory. That has to do with how super tiny particles behave, right? Right. Quantum means kind of like the smallest amount you could have of something. And mechanics is all about motion and action. So quantum mechanics is the action of the smallest things. You got it. So when we look at these very tiny particles, we notice something very weird. They seem to be in more than one place at the same time. But when they interact with something, they suddenly appear in just one place. Wait, hold up. So it's in two places at once and then just one place? Yeah. It would be like if I had two very tiny doors on a very tiny wall. Both doors are open, and somehow, a particle is standing in both of them at the same time. But when we send another particle along to interact with this weird double-door standing particle, the particle suddenly appears in just the left door, and the right door is empty. That's some real weirdness right there. It really is. But based on our best evidence, this seems to be how particles behave on this teeny-tiny ultramicroscopic level. And so some people think every time this happens, our universe splits into two timelines, like Ronald was mentioning. One where the particle is in the left door, and one where the particle is in the right door. And if you scale that up from particles to atoms to molecules to cells to eventually us animals, maybe every action we take also splits the universe into multiple realities, like one where we put on a tie and one where we didn't. Okay, I think I get it, but this idea is so bananas. Yeah, it's twisting my brain. Here at Multi-University, we love thinking those kind of thoughts. Indeed. And you all are not alone. A lot of scientists struggle with quantum theory. In fact, one famous scientist named Erwin Schrodinger came up with a thought experiment to show how totally bizarro it is. Oh, I think I've heard this. This is the Schrodinger's cat idea, right? Yeah. Here's how it works. Imagine Schrodinger makes a box. A special box. Here it is. Ta-da! And in it, he puts a cat. There you go, kitty. No, down, kitty. Get in the box. Ow, no scratching. And inside this box is also a vial of poisonous gas that will release if it's triggered. Ah, but here's the catch. The trigger is turned on by one of those teeny tiny quantum particles. If the particle is in one place, the vial stays closed. If it's in another place, the vial opens and adios, cat. Right. But given what we know of quantum mechanics, the particle is in both places at once. It'll only pick one of those two options if we open the box to interact with it. 
So you catch my drift here, pals? If we leave the box closed, then this particle is both triggering the poison and not triggering it at the same time. So if you believe this quantum nonsense, that means the cat in this box is both alive and dead right now! How is that even possible? You can't be alive and dead at the same time! It's not a zombie cat! is it? So the multiverse theory would say that there's one universe where the cat wound up living and one where the cat wound up dead? Right. And there might be a multiverse where Schrodinger himself was the cat and the cat was doing the experiment. Wait, what? How do I get in this box? Uh Uh-oh. Nice kitty. Let Uncle Schrody out and you get a num-num. So (laughs) it can branch off into almost anything you can think of Also, just to be clear, this was a thought experiment. No actual cats were harmed. Okay, this one gets a triple woe. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yikes, what was that? Um, hey everybody, Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Do you know if we have a vacuum cleaner that works specifically on glitter and can reach the ceiling? Oh dear, what happened? Ugh, it's all those other sand-ins. There are a dozen of them now, and they're getting into everything. One of them built a glitter cannon, and oh, let's just say the kitchen is a lot sparklier right now. We better go see if we can help. Yeah, and honestly, I could use a snack after all this big thinking. Good point. Why don't we all get snacks and see if we can help clean the kitchen? We'll be right back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, we've got some very exciting news. We wrote our very first ever picture book. It's called Earth Friend Forever, and it's full of beautiful illustrations, lots of science, and drawings of the moon wearing glasses. That moon is so stylish. I know, we think you're gonna love it. You can pre-order it now and be the first to get it when it arrives in March 2022. Just go to brainson.org to find the link. And you can send us a question there, too, like this one. Hi, my name is Julian, and I'm from Armour, Pennsylvania. And my question is, how can liquid travel through a straw even going up? To hear the answer to that question and other head scratchers, head over to our brand new Moment of Um podcast. That's right. The same Moment of Um that you've come to know and love from Brains On now has its own show. New episodes come out every weekday to help you answer those little questions that make you go, um, and it all happens in under five minutes. You can subscribe to the Moment of Um in your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to keep listening to the end of this episode when we'll shout out all the new members of the Brains Honor Roll. So keep listening. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy. are listening to Brains On. I'm Molly. And I'm Emoja. And before we get back to pondering the mystery of the multiverse, let's ponder the... Here it is.
I already know what it is. <laughs> what do you think it is? I think it's a basketball court. Like someone is like with their shoes, like making that scrapey sound you get, like when you're running on a basketball court, or like someone's basketballs hitting the basketball court, because like they have that eeky sound, like mm-hmm. squeaky shoes on a basketball court. Really good guess. Well, we'll listen to it again and give you another chance to guess a little bit later. Brains on. Okay, so we've heard two different ideas backed with some science about how multiverses could be real. And we're ready for more. Manica, Dr. Ronald Gamble, let us hear it. Okay, we've got a few more. The next one has to do with something called string theory. I can help with that. Professor Sandin, at your service. Oh no, this must be one of those alternate Sandins. Must be. I've written three books none of which were published, I speak seven languages, six of which I made up myself, and I tied my own bow tie. So I must be smart. That's clearly a clip-on tie. Um, hello, Professor. Now, the key to understanding string theory is to remember that our universe is made up of space and time. We call this the fabric of space-time. And so it stands to reason that sometimes, like any fabric, that space-time fabric will unravel just a little, creating a tiny space-time thread, or a string. And if you pull that string, space and time itself will come undone, and then suddenly our entire universe will be standing in a void completely naked, which is very embarrassing for our universe. And we don't want that to happen. So if you see a giant string in the sky, don't pull it. Thank you for coming to my talk. Yeah, sorry. That's not right. Not even close. Yeah, I didn't think that was it. Oh, well. Bye. Let's try this again. String theory is an explanation for what the smallest particles in the universe are made of. String theory, in essence, says that each particle, right, in our universe, it exists as a string. But not like a shoestring or a kite string. We're talking about a string that is super tiny, the smallest possible thing in the whole entire universe, a fundamental string, like a string that makes up all other things. Okay, I need more info here. Totally got you. So we know that everything is made up of atoms, and atoms are made up of smaller particles like protons and neutrons and electrons, and even those particles are made up of smaller stuff. String theory says... What if the tiniest things in the universe, so the thing that all those other particles were made from, was this special string that Dr. Gamble mentioned? So picture a string, or better yet, a rubber band, and stretch it out. You stretch it out, and now that string can vibrate kind of like a slinky. And depending on how you wiggle or vibrate that string, it can look different, like either a big long curve or lots of tiny wobbles or whatever. And the mode of vibration, right, or the frequency or the signature that it vibrates then determines what type of particle it is. So if it vibrates one way, it becomes one type of particle. Or another way, it becomes another particle. Exactly. But brace yourself for more weirdness. When scientists study these strings, it seems like they vibrate in lots of dimensions, like 11 dimensions or even more. That's way more dimensions than we know of. Right. Our universe only has four. Length, height, width, and time. Exactly. 
We live in a four-dimensional universe, and some scientists think those other dimensions do exist, but they're tucked in or curled up in our universe in such a way that we can't find them. They're hidden, like secret dimensions. Okay, hard to imagine, but it kind of sounds like you're saying these other dimensions are hidden because they're curled up and cuddling our universe so tightly, and if that's the case, I'm totally here for it. Me too. Yeah. So here's where the multiverse enters the picture. Some string theory scientists think that there may be other universes where these hidden dimensions aren't hidden, and maybe our four dimensions are. And these scientists think that these different universes can have different particles and even different laws of physics. So these would be super extra strange universes if we could visit them. Totally. Our four-dimensional bodies might not even be able to exist in them. And these are just some of the ideas people have for how a multiverse could be possible. There are plenty more out there. A multiverse of multiverse ideas. Yeah. And with that, our work here is done. Congratulations, you are all now graduates of multi-university. Oh gosh, I'm so proud. I thought it would break my brain, but it didn't. Yay! Congrats, Emoja. Back at you, Molly. But wait, do any of these ideas explain how all those Sandins got here? Well, no. None of these multiverse ideas are provable yet. And so even if they do exist, we would have no way of communicating with them or exploring them. Yeah, I have no idea where all those stand-ins are coming from. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, hi, everybody. It's me again. Um, Hey, it's kind of an all-hands-on-deck situation in the den. Uh, Manica, Ronald, could you come help out? Oh, no. More glitter cannons? What? Oh, nah. There's like 70 stand-ins now, and we've got an epic game of Capture the Flag going, and we need, like, two more players. So, you in? I'm totally in. Are you coming, Ronald? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, guys. See you in the multiverse. Yes, all right, come on. You could be on Team Sandy Tots. Team Toddy Sandys is kind of crushing it right now, and we could use a few more players on my team. Brains <clears throat> okay, Emoja, there may be multiple realities, but only one answer to the mystery sound. Are you ready to hear it again? Yep. Moja, what do you think? I think it's—I'm going to stick with the same idea I had last time, which is scraping shoes against a basketball court. Excellent guess. Here is the answer. I'm Pascal from Bosemary, Montana, and that was the sound of basketball shoes squeaking on a basketball court. Oh, my goodness. 100% correct. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Nice work. Oh my goodness. Do you play basketball? Um, I I like I didn't play it, but I have played around with it. I've mm. never played basketball. It is a very distinctive sound though. So if you've seen basketball ever, there's yeah, a lot I've of been, squeaking. <laughs> yeah, if you've been in a basketball court and you're running with sneakers, that mm-hmm. I like to just do it also um when I'm going shopping with my parents. Uh-huh. Uh, if I rub my sneaker on the hard floor of the grocery store or anything, it will make a squeak. And so I know that sound. <laughs> and my parents are like, don't make that sound. <laughs> yeah, it can be very satisfying. A little annoying, but it's a great sound. Nice work. Wait, stop, stop, stop. 
Molly, Emoja, I figured it out. I know where all the sandins are coming from. Is it a branch on the quantum timeline? Oh, or a string theory universe with other dimensions? Or a holographic universe? Actually, no. Oh, then please, do pray tell, where is it? Yeah, brah, don't keep us hanging, brah. I am quite curious myself, Noodle Oodle. My theory is that we're all a bad dream caused by eating some old string cheese. That's my string cheese theory. <laughs> Sandins, Sandin, shh, let me explain. <sighs> it's all because of my Dylan era Timovision Wondermatronomatic. That 3D projector you made a while back that projects different time periods? Yeah, 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 the one I used when we were exploring the history of trash. Back in my day, we called trash rubbish. I'm trash sanding. Where I come from, we eat trash and throw out new stuff. New stuff is gross. Blech. Where I come from, we call it trash noodle-oodle. Speaking of trash, I may have left a giant pile of candy wrappers in your room, boy, Sandin. Sorry, not sorry. Wait, so these are all projections? Yeah, I forgot I made a mode that creates random Sandin projections. A rando Sando setting, if you will. Which I will, because it's really clever. And I was going to make a bunch of them on Halloween and have them trick-or-treat in different neighborhoods so I could get even more candy. But then I forgot about it and left it in my closet. And apparently Mark accidentally turned it on looking for my candy stash. You don't say. So even me, Vampire Sandin, is a projection? Interesting. Baseball announcer Sandin thinks that this explanation is a home run. Back in my day, we called home runs all your roundabouts. Now you're just making stuff up. Arr, pirates end and be mighty confused. What be a projection? And the best part is, to make them all go away, I just hit this switch. They're gone, just like that. Wow. Good thing you figured this out before the whole world was overrun by Sandins. But unfortunately, even though they weren't real, they left a real big mess. Yeah, is there any version of you where you pick up after yourself? Hey, Sandins are gonna Sandin. What can I say? I I'll do the cleaning, though. My projections, my mess. So, see y'all later, and hey, thanks again for your help. Yeah, it was our pleasure, and we're glad to just have the real Sandin with us again. Yeah, the real Sandin. Noodle oodle. <laughs> the multiverse is the idea that our universe is just one of many possible realities. These different realities might have different properties or even different dimensions. Some ideas of the multiverse involve big concepts in science like quantum mechanics and string theory. Even though these ideas have some basis in science, they are still unproven, and we may never be able to prove or disprove them. So while multiverses are fun to think about, don't expect to go exploring one in real life. Leave that to science fiction. That's it for this episode of Brains On. Brains On is produced by Molly Bloom, Ruby Guffrey, Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, and Manica Wilhelm. We had production help from Anna Canny and engineering help from Johnny Vince Evans. Our intern is Catherine Sundquist and our executive producer is Beth Perlman. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Lily Kim, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Katie Mack, Adam Becker, Phil Plate, Ronald Gamble Jr., and Trey Livingston. 
Brains On is a non-profit public radio program. You can support the show and help us keep making new episodes at brainson.org. There, you can donate to the show, join our free fan club, or check out our merch. And don't forget to pre-order the new Brains On book. That's all at our website, brainson.org. Don't forget to head over to our new Moment of Um podcast. That's the only place you'll hear the answer to this question. How can liquid travel through a straw even going up? Um. I am ready to travel through this list of names. It's time for the Brains Honor Roll. These are the incredible kids who send us their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Dion from Johannesburg, South Africa, Abby from California, Beckett from Seattle, Yongwen from Taipei, Taiwan, Jackson from California, Reed from Nanticoke, Pennsylvania, Catherine and Joshua from Houston, Texas, Shira and Drake from Burlingame, California, Owen and Emmett from Gladstone, Missouri, Alana from London, UK, Aaliyah from Perth, Australia, Una from Aaronsville, Pennsylvania, Andy from Danvers, Massachusetts, Miles from Nashville, George from Austin, Texas, Leona from Albany, California, Gigi and Bella from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, Teddy and Maddie from Sanford, North Carolina, Ben from Adelaide, Australia, Nina from Durham, North Carolina, Hassan Ali from Islamabad, Pakistan, Emily and April from Warren, Connecticut, William from Nashua, New Hampshire, Julian and Lisa from Birkirkara, Malta, Bennett from Missoula, Montana, Mackenzie from Winnipeg, Nate, Allie, and Katie from St. Paul, Minnesota, Ji Sung from Daejeon, Korea, Jordan and Kanan from Marietta, Georgia, Thomas, Faye, and Ben from San Diego, California, Mina from San Francisco, Max from Anchorage, Alaska, Kalan from Sydney, Australia, Oliver from Toronto, Charlotte from Wolford Heights, California, Emma from Okeana, Ohio, Felix from Albuquerque, Isla from Aurora, Colorado, Regan from Glencoe, Minnesota, Grover and Caleb from Brooklyn, New York, Shelley from San Diego, Ellis from Penang, Malaysia, John from Milwaukee, AJ from Washington, D.C., Madeline from Auburndale, Florida, Madeline from Portland, Oregon, Micah and Ezra from Snoqualmie, Washington, Olivia from Mill Creek, Washington, Miles from Portland, Oregon, Jeremy from Macon, Georgia, Tamara, Gabby and Ariana from Sydney, Australia, Jameson from Mount Kisco, New York, Kira from Pontiac, Michigan, Mirabelle from Salt Lake City, Philippa from McLean, Virginia, Abigail from Bethesda, Maryland, Phoebe from Melbourne, Australia, Colin from Fishers, Indiana, Aiden and Connor from Haymarket, Virginia, Kashmir from Brockport, New York, Nova from Moscow, Idaho, Reese from Prince George, British Columbia, Nathan from Singapore, Lucy from Brookline, Massachusetts, Nina from Austin, Texas, Coralie from Greenville, South Carolina, Silas from Seattle, Reed from Abita Springs, Louisiana, Addison from Milford, Pennsylvania, Solomon from Raleigh, North Carolina, and Brandon from San Diego, California. We'll be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.